I recently introduced a new service where you can do mock interviews, record them, and practice, and then have me review your answers. It's a service where questions are going to get thrown at you along different topics. You'll record your answers, and I'm going to give you advice about how you could do it better, or give you an girl or an boy afterwards. So if you go to TheBigGameHunter.us forward slash mock, that's going to take you to the site, and I do hope you find it helpful. It has helped a bunch of people. Now, let's get going. OBS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 2175. I'm Jeff Alton, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. I'm betwixt and between. I got a new computer. Dell was supposed to set it up for me, and you know, it just didn't work the way they said it was going to work. At least the setup I'm talking about. Computer's super fast. I love that part of it. But they were supposed to transfer my files. They were supposed to transfer my programs. They transferred the wrong files. There were two partitions. Seems like they transferred the wrong partition. And they never moved the program files over. So I'm not a happy guy because I'm still working off my old box. But enough of me for now. It's just my way of saying I'm frustrated today because uh, I wasted part of a day yesterday uh, with Dell uh, not doing what they said they were supposed to do. Today's show is one where we talk about origin stories with Allison Farber. Uh, it's a great interview. Hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back in just one moment. Support for today's show comes from Career Fitter. CareerFitter will help you evaluate other career possibilities for yourself. Order the premium version using the link below. Take 10 minutes, answer 60 questions, I believe it is, and they'll give you some ideas that will get you thinking. And that's really what you want to be doing. Having outside input help you think about ideas. So again, use the link in the show notes, order the premium version. So my guest today is Allison Farber, a career and communications coach through her two businesses, Affordable Career Consulting and the Inspirosity Institute. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-O-C-I-T-Y Institute. She's helped hundreds of professionals, generally people between 30 and 45, create intentional and sometimes unconventional career paths and build personal brands to get what they want from the professional world. <laughs> Allison, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure to do that. Yeah. Now, folks, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but we're going to start off with what the heck is an origin story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you asked, Jeff. Um, so an origin story is one thing that I work with with my clients straight up front, and it's actually to answer one of the most dreaded questions, which is tell me a little bit about yourself. So very early on in my career as a coach, I started just straight up career coaching because as a hiring manager beforehand, uh, I realized that a lot of people struggled with this question. And it's 99% of the interviews that we have is the first question that you get asked. And people sit there and if you read advice online, folks tend to just go backwards through their resume. And as somebody doing the interviewing, it's just kind of like falling asleep a little bit because it's yeah. a little bit boring. So as a communications coach and as somebody who's focused on dia like you know very dynamic conversations, we want to focus in on 
being dynamic from the onset so we can really establish who we are and be impactful from the get-go of really sensitive conversations. So an origin story is a really great way to do this. And I frame it up based on like superhero origin stories. So <laughs> you know uh, Spider-Man, you know, that's probably the most famous origin story that's out there, right? So Spider-Man, he got bit by a radioactive spider, but that didn't turn him into Spider-Man. He did something before. He was a nerdy kid before, got bit by a radioactive spider, decided to do things for his own stuff, made some questionable choices, but then a moment happened that made him realize that he had to be Spider-Man right? There's a narrative arc in there. And what's interesting is that as individuals, we can actually take that origin story and apply it to our own career paths. And this is really great for if you're changing career paths or something along those lines, and you're going through and you want to articulate that moment of change and that moment of inspiration for yourself and what's put you onto this new alignment. Because everything comes from something else. We're always reinventing ourselves as we go through life. And this is a great way to put it into a narrative arc for somebody else. Stories, stories. Yes, yes absolutely. When you, when you teach people origin stories, how long should they be when they're presenting them? So honestly, the length, we try to keep it to, you know, less is more, but we want to, it's more important that we get the point across. So we don't want to just go into little asides and get off topic or anything like that. It's very strategic to say, so I haven't always been in this profession. Where I started was over here. And what I did was I got curious about something else for some reason. So I investigated it more. I learned more. I developed. And now I got to this point of inspiration where I decided to make the shift. And that's why I'm here in front of you today. So if we follow that narrative arc, it makes it really, really concise and clear for somebody. And it also starts to articulate those transferable skills that you're bringing along the journey with you that otherwise might not be highlighted in the past. So when I, when I think of them, it's an emotional story as well. Mm -hmm. So for example, it's not quite the flat recitation that Allison just gave. <laughs> a, a little bit of acting and heart goes into it so that Absolutely. they can feel the feelings that you went through and understand the anguish that mm -hmm. you, I was over here, but I became interested in this. Mm -hmm. So I went exploring and I went on the hero's journey into the, mm -hmm. into the lion's den, into the desert. I went exploring, but I was still over here, but I was curious about, and, and remember, you're an entertainer when you do an interview. Mm -hmm. Putting on a performance, trying to connect with the interviewer so that in this way, they get you. Yeah. And the, the huge part of it being an origin story as well is that it's your story. So that emotion is already in, ingrained into it. So as an example, I'm more than happy to give my origin story, which is I started, uh, obviously I haven't been a coach my entire life. <laughs> I, it would be great if I was, but nope, everybody has a wiggly way of getting there. So back before I started this, I was actually uh, the, a head of sales and marketing for several very successful co software companies. And even though I was really good at my job, uh, what I found was that the thing that really inspired me was helping my teams, seeing those individuals grow and prosper in their careers, even if it meant that eventually they had to leave my department. 
which to be honest, got me in a little bit of trouble because I was encouraging people to quit sometimes. But that's really what motivated me. And I realized that since that's the thing that had me going and the thing that was making me wake up in the morning, that I probably should pursue that a little bit more. And that's where I started discovering more and more about becoming a professional coach and how I could help empower people who were trying to get that support structure that I was naturally giving that they didn't have. And so through that exploration and through that experience, eventually it got to that point where I realized that I had to quit the day job and do this full time so that I could give back and continue feeding not only those individuals, but also that inner calling that I had. And so that's why I'm here today. And so see, there's already an emotional connection because it showed that vulnerability, it shows that, that thoughtfulness, and it shows that introspection, which as an interviewer, right, going on the tactile side, as an interviewer, like, that's what we need to know. We need to know who you are, how you think, how you operate. So, Ver yep. Versus all the other people who walk in and say factual stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like in sales, there's... Um, uh, features Voices. and benefits mm -hmm. that they talk about when you're selling product. So there are people who walk in and they'll talk about, well, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, mm -hmm. I've done that. And if they can read a resume, they're talking to five to 10 people who can do this and who can do that. And yes, they'll eliminate half of them who really can't do it. But then <laughs> how do they choose between you and the other four? Yeah. And in sales, we actually have a, there's actually a saying for that, which is called the deal is one in discovery. And so that's the conversation that you have before the features and before the qualifications to say, yes, I can live up to those expectations. It is asking the questions and doing the digging to find what matters to your audience so that you can connect with them on that emotional level. So it's not enough to say, I can do what you're advertising, but you have to get to the why. Why are they advertising that way? How does that organization work? All that type of stuff. And that's where the real choices start to get made because it's not just they can do it, but also because they like you. They like you and you are their people and they trust you. And so that's why we start with origin stories. That's why we start with a really compelling, tell me about yourself statement. Ooh, and we're going to go, go into that just one oh, yeah. moment. Now, <laughs> folks, if you've watched me for any length of time, you know I believe that firms are incapable of assessing for fit. And the reason I say that is you're on good behavior and so are they. So each of you is putting on an act for one another. But someone's got to lower the guard first to, to actually see if there's a fit. And truthfully, it's got to be you first because they're in there in selling mode. And I know that's typically what you're going to do. So giving a little bit of vulnerability makes all the difference in the world for you and for them. Because they're going to be interacting with the real you and not the act. Mm -hmm. yep. And so you have to show up as your authentic self and also peppering those questions throughout the interview too. I know we're getting a little bit off, but peppering those questions throughout the interview as well. So the one, it's an engaging conversation. Nobody likes being, you know, just spewing out questions and getting talked at for a half hour or an hour. Um, but also so that you can do a little bit of digging to see really what the inside of that organization is actually like. And so if you ask about people's management style, if you ask about the culture, if you ask about what, what a day in the life is like, you can start to pick up on whether or not they're giving you the shiny, fancy thing, or if they're giving you the real answers to your questions. It goes both ways here. 
especially when you talk to the team uh, at some point during the interview and you explore with them some of the things you've been told by the hiring manager and you go oh, kind of winces a little bit yeah <laughs> now on to tell me about yourself mm -hmm. so with the idea of using the origin story as the framework for how to answer tell me about yourself how do you approach it Mm -hmm. So the origin story is really great for people who are going through a little bit of a career transition. So this is something that they're coming from a background that's not quite in line, a not linear progression for their inner, for their career. Um, so that's where origin story sits. But uh, tell me about yourself answer um, that's a little bit more formulaic helps open up some of that vulnerability and also helps pinpoint what you want to talk about. So you're editorializing your experience. And that's what's really nice about this, because once you go into an interview, you should just forget that the resume is there. Like just they've read it. Maybe <laughs> you wrote it. So you've read it. Cool. Don't refer to it again because that's getting the concentration focused off of you. So by answering, tell me about yourself, thoughtfully it's editorializing and talking about and setting up the the plate for what you want to talk about within the interview and starting to take control and ownership over that conversation you following me so far i, I saw your eyes glaze over a little bit no <laughs> no glaze <laughs> no chocolate no chocolate glaze um, so when we go in to an interview, there's a certain formula to follow. And the first one is to really focus on why you're there. So after you say, thank you for the opportunity, I'm really excited about this conversation, et cetera, et cetera, you know, it's showing that you're humble. Then you want to go into why you're in the room and it should be, I teach my clients that it's whatever made you click apply besides the fact that you can do all of the things, right? You know, you can, um, or at least 80% of the things and that you need a job. Those are, that's fine. Um, but something else. So you're compelled by the mission. You uh, are interested into that, uh, that particular industry. Um, you want to build your career, something along those lines. That's really the truth of why you're sitting in that chair. And once you go into that one, you can start to talk about the needs that you've perceived from the company based on the job description, the research that you've done and things like that, and then execute one or two things from your experience that's going to help them solve their problems. So that way you're already making this conversation dynamic. You show that you've done the discovery, you're coming from a place of knowledge of who they are and what they're about. And also you have unique experiences that are going to help build them up. And that way they're not fishing, trying to figure out how to get this information from you because you're already serving it to them in a nice, unique package. And I love the idea of serving it to them in a meaningful package. Now I want to be clear at a point earlier, you spoke about the origin story and mm -hmm. synthesizing it into tell me about yourself mm -hmm. as part of the career changers way mm -hmm. of answering things. Mm -hmm. This also sounds like it could be applied to a job changer. Mm -hmm. am, am I reading it correctly? Yeah, a job changer, a career changer. That origin story is one of those things that you can apply for just about anything when you're looking at going through different phases of your life, right? It's, it's one of the, I, and honestly, I even like using it for a family reunion or something when they say hey tell me about what you do it's a fun and interesting way to answer that as opposed to saying oh well i'm a cpa no offense to any cpas out there um, but it's a way to just kind of open up that conversation so that they can again see that path and understand the journey that you're on and 
folks, I'll, I'll throw in the idea that, you know, Allison is speaking about connecting the dots mm -hmm. and making the fit obvious while at the same time making the emotional connection with people. And that makes a huge difference because, as, as we said earlier, it's the notion of there are a lot of people who are capable of doing these jobs. Why mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. And it's all about them feeling you and them getting you. Uh, and thus the idea of bringing this out into the open um, gives them a way of going, oh, what a nice candidate. Not like the other ones that are so dull and boring. It's a way for them at the beginning of the conversation to say, I like you. I like you. And so I'm really going to actually spend time getting to getting underneath here and really understanding a little bit more about what makes you tick. And that vulnerability is just so important to make those connections for them and to just answer the elephants in the room. Um, the other thing, <laughs> I think I just lost my train of thought. Um, the other thing was that when we're talking about introducing yourself, you know, there's the phrase of personal branding really just kind of spinning around the internet right now. What is it? Some people say it's how you appear on social media. Some people say that it's, you know, how you care, you know, a, a lot of different ways of how you show yourself. But I think that the core components of personal branding, and again, this is how I work with my, with my um, clients, is that it's actually really focusing in on the characteristics of your personality that make you unique and then leaning hard into those. So if you're really a fun, zany person, like show up as that person because at the end of the day, they need to know that going in so that they can hire you, right? They're going to enjoy that zany person because that's who you're going to be at work, right? So even though you're on your best behavior, it's okay to pepper some of that through. If you are a quiet, contemplative analytical type of person, that's okay too. You can lean into that. It does not mean that you're not dynamic. It just means that you're dynamic in a different way. And so learning that about yourself and then showing that very, very fearlessly is so important from the get-go. And I'm going to add to that is you don't want to be hired for the wrong organization. Mm. The job is, no, I can do this job. I'm going to be a star in this job but they're going to try and have you conform in ways that don't really fit you. And they're going to put you in a box of behavior that isn't your, they're going to expect the loud person and you're an introvert mm -hmm. or conversely, you know, an introvert, uh, an extrovert who they want to have as an analytical personality. Doesn't mean you can't be that way, but why behave? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Behaving is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it also runs your energy out too. I mean, focus your work, focus your energy at your work on your work, not on who you have to be around other people. Um, the job will turn up like for job seekers out there. I know there's always this like desperation where it's like, I got to get a job now. I don't have insurance. I don't have money. Da, da. Like it'll happen. It will absolutely happen. But to keep you from stepping on rakes again and again and again and again, you have to dial into figuring out who you are, how you operate, the type of organization that you operate well for, and how you communicate yourself. And once you tap into those things, you're going to find that you're going to be able to navigate that job market a lot more and start making these decisions based on your own tastes and preferences, not just trying to fill in the void of not work. Um, so it definitely is a little bit of cause and effect there. Without question. And I'll go very simply. You're absolutely right. It's the notion of know yourself, 
know where you excel, mm -hmm. look for signals that this is a place that you can excel doing work that you'd love to do and you can deliver great results on. Because again, this is going to be part of your, here's that phrase again, personal branding. Personal yep. 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 Exactly. Because mm -hmm. after all, you can brand yourself as a failure. You can brand yourself as a winner. Mm -hmm. You can brand yourself in a lot of places between those two extremes. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for you to start off with honesty, emotional honesty in the course of your interviews, because otherwise you get hired for the wrong places. You have to behave. You wind up feeling, as you said, drained because <laughs> you have to put in so much energy to conform with something that you're not really good at. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Yep, it sure is. So with branding, mm -hmm. how else in the interview can someone demonstrate their brand? Mm, thank and, you. And thank I love you. this question. I oh, love good. this question. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we're not rehearsed on this one, folks. <laughs> or any of this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this question. And it, there's a couple of different ways that we can, we can bring our branding throughout the whole thing. And one goes back to that open and honesty. So I'm not telling you to be vulnerable to the point where you're going to cry or anything, but sharing things that are uh, thoughtful, right? Sharing. And also when you're giving answers, um, specifically behavioral and situational questions, a lot of people focus on the what happened. And while that's kind of important. What we really want to know as interviewers, what people are really looking for is how you take complex problems and how you think and resolve them. And so opening up that little vulnerability box and really starting to articulate not only what happened, but what you thought about, who you communicated with, how you felt, those types of things. And you start peppering those through your answer and you talk about how you get to a solution as opposed to what the solution just is, that's how they're gonna really start to know and start to get the nuances of one, how you communicate, and two, how you view things and how you operate, which is really, really hard um, for, for people doing the hiring to, to do. Uh, a lot of times we're just gonna have to take our best guess and then put, place them into it. So again, you're giving those clues to saying, this is how I'm going to operate within your organization because I'm telling you how I think and how I react to situations. So it's a lot more important there. And I'm gonna to speak to the men here for a second, who, <laughs> especially in certain fields that are considered emotionless, mm -hmm. tech, engineering, accounting, you know, there are places where you may need to practice opening up mm -hmm. and, you know, rehearse your stories in advance. Mm -hmm. Believer in keeping it concise and then asking for permission to go further. So you may have learned the star formula, situation mm -hmm. or task action result, yep. and that's fine. Or SOAR, situation objective action result. Also fine, but once you're done with that story, um, I believe that you go into, you offer them the opportunity to, uh, to go into more detail with you. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, I, I've given you a, a high level perspective on it. I can go into more depth with you if you like. And normally they'll go, sure, I'd like mm -hmm. to know more. And this is when you start digging in deeper and sharing more of yourself. So that the first part of this and the STAR or SOAR uh, acronyms, you're giving them the basic facts that confirm that you've done this kind of work before, you can handle this kind of situation, blah, 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 blah. And then by asking for permission to go deeper, number one is keeping them engaged. Mm -hmm. and interactive and number two is if they say no i got what i needed great you haven't put them to sleep <laughs> or you really did and they just want to get off that topic <laughs> right right they're done they're yep. done they want to move on to the next thing and that's okay and I'm so glad that you brought up star and soar because one thing that's actually really compelling with those answers is a lot of people start with, or they, they stop with the result, which is good because they're like, ah, I, got, I got the job done. But if you can take that answer and elevate it a little bit throughout the interview and say, and these are the learnings that I was able, like, and, and this is what I learned from that experience. That is an immediate, like, you might as well just take a sticker, Boom, there you go. This is what you're going to have in that new organization. Um, because it's showing, again, those transferable skills and those learnings that you're bringing with you in your career backpack to go ahead and apply to that organization. So if you can say, yeah, so at the end of the day, I was able to get that thing done. And what I learned from that experience is that sometimes I'm not going to know the answer, but I'm going to be able to figure it out. Boom, straight big piece of your personal brand. That's what they're going to remember at the end of that story. That's what they're going to hold on to. And that's how they're going to internalize how you think and operate. And so it's so much more happening. With someone I worked with not long ago, uh, he stepped into a situation where he took over a team that had been failing for years mm -hmm. and no respect within the organization. And this is a marketing group for a major international organization and now he's got to turn them in from losers to winners in people's eyes and what he did in stepping into the role i'm folks i'm giving you an example if you haven't figured this out <laughs> what he did <laughs> what he did action was meet with them individually and understand why they fell into the funk, where they developed the bad habits, what was it institutionally that was contributing so he could clear the runway for them uh, to excel. And number two, uh, give them the kick in the rear to step it up because they had gotten slow and bureaucratic. And the result was he took the, a failing organization to one that, well, frankly, there were zero high, uh, high potential employees to five, not including himself. They were identified by the organization out of a team of 12. Mm -hmm. So he, he had a, a huge success there. And amongst his learnings was demonstrating that he, that he cared about them because no one seemed to do that before. Notice mm -hmm. how this flies so easily, folks. It's not mm -hmm. complicated. Yep. And it's just identifying what you want people to know about you as an employee. And it all goes back to how you want to operate in that organization, how you view yourself, and really finding that right match. It's kind of like dating. <laughs> oh, so well. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it, you go on a first date and anybody who talks about themselves the whole time is a turnoff and anybody who talks about you the whole time is a turnoff, right? You got to find that right match for yourself. So, you know, 
I know you believe in a person checking in with themselves mm -hmm. to align themselves with their resume and job search. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, you know, are there a couple of pointers that you can give to people that will help them at least understand the basics of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, to start with that one, a lot of times people wake up sort of one day and they're just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore, right? But it's actually unpacking a lot of things. Usually there's not one type of thing that happened then. There's a lot of things that have layered on that reached them to that breaking point. And so starting to unpack that box a little bit really helps us do that analysis of what is working for us, what isn't working for us. Or even, um, for example, do I feel supported in my work environment? Do I enjoy my work? What parts of my work do I enjoy? Which ones don't I? Have objectives changed for me recently? Um, has something in my life changed that now work isn't supporting my life anymore? Am I being challenged? Uh, or am I just kind of showing up and that's starting to wear me down? It's all these little tiny questions and I can absolutely get you a worksheet on, on those questions, but it's all these tiny questions that we start to ask ourselves to unpack that box, to understand what it is, what that barometer is of why we're feeling frustrated, why we're feeling stuck. And sometimes it's just as simple as, I'm not interested in this line of work anymore. Something else came in. I used to be passionate about this, but now I learned something through my career that I want to explore that opportunity. And that's okay. Like that's absolutely okay. We are always changing and growing. And a lot of times what happens is that we change and grow as individuals, but we don't allow our careers to keep up with that. And that's when we start to get into unhealthy cycles and we get into these periods of quitting jobs and getting into new jobs, but they're kind of the same job. We keep stepping on the same rake over and over again. And the notion folks that you should settle is mm -hmm. ridiculous. You know, it's the habit of ennui. You know, mm -hmm. Ennui involves a certain degree of lethargy and boredom mm -hmm. and people get into habits and bad behaviors that cause them to start not caring anymore. Mm -hmm. And it, it's sad to see. And if you, if you identify with that feeling, this is a great video for you because frankly, it's time to wake up again and get the passion back in your life, mm -hmm. back in your career and feel excited again. There's mm -hmm. something that that's giving you a case of what Zig Ziglar used to call stinking thinking. And <laughs> I love that, that funny old alliteration and, and get back into excitement again. Absolutely. Yep. So what haven't we covered yet? Cause we have covered a lot of territory here. Yeah. We went all around. Um, you know, I, I think that really what we're looking at here is if there's one piece of advice I could give to people, it is to, before you go into the next job interview, before you introduce yourself in the next networking event, anything along those lines, Think about the story and the person that you're showing up as and whether or not you would actually be interested in what that person has to say. And if not, think about your own personality, think about and maybe get input from other people that love you and know you and everything else to see what it is that makes you just glow, makes you the person that gets that attention because that's who you should want to be all the time. 
And if you leave him at home or her at home, then you're missing out on a lot. Or someone so wisely wrote, live the life you've always dreamed of. Be fearless, <laughs> folks. I'm, I'm reading over her left shoulder, by the way. Yeah. In the face of adversity, mm -hmm. never stop learning. Use your imagination wherever, whenever possible. Recognize the B-U-T that mm -hmm. surrounds uh, that that surrounds remember That's where you came, came from, from but never lose sight of where you're going yeah be you absolutely so that's uh that is my guiding light and it's the guiding light of my family and i that's why it's in my office i look at it every day so yep beautiful this is great how can people find out more about you and the work that you do Yes, absolutely. So folks can find me um, uh, at my websites, so affordablecareerconsulting.com or inspirosity.io, not .com. Uh, that domain was taken. <laughs> um, they can also follow me on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. My Instagram handle is at coachyaf, so coach Y-A-F. Um, and I am happy to connect with anybody and drop any words of wisdom that I can. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few things I can do to help you with your job search beyond simply being your coach. First of all, I've got a new book out called The Right Answers to Tough Interview Questions. It is like a cookbook with answers to tons of interview questions that you're going to be asked on interviews. And if you pair it up with my other new book, The Ultimate Job Interview Framework, they are a, a terrific pair of books to help you with interviewing. In addition to a new service where you can practice mock interviews, if you go to thebiggamehunter.us forward slash mock, I've got a service there, very inexpensive, like $99, where we have mock interviews set up. I'm going to be adding more to it very soon. But you can record your answers to them, and then I can critique them and help you perform better on them. You probably have noticed my show notes are pretty thorough with products and services that can help you with your search. And connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash the big game hunter. Lastly, my website has a ton of great information. That's thebiggamehunter.us. Now, if you're not ready to go there and go through the blog, put the address in your phone, thebiggamehunter.us, Jeff Altman. So this way, when you're ready to go, you have a way of getting back to my website. Hope you have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great!